Hello. Hi, it's me, Stephanie. Welcome to Investivision, a podcast meant to complement my work in progress blog at www.invest-a-vision.com. What is Investivision or IAV? IAV is a project long in the making and is meant to be a platform to be used as a discussion forum when defining visions and or goals and what it takes to achieve them, the investment part. The word vision encompasses so many things, not only goals, but imageries, curiosities, and futurisms. Invest conjures up mostly things associated with finance, but we invest time, energy, creativity, our imaginations, as well as ours and others' money. And so investing can easily fit in the world of vision. Investing time, energy, imagination, creativity, and of course money requires the investor to expect optimal returns. And the financial investor would, of course, prefer maximum returns. Let's explore together how we can optimize our returns in all our walks of life through discussion, exchange, and action. Let's get going. Welcome to episode number eight. Today I will introduce Francesco Pini, visual designer and storyteller. Francesco is a fellow member of Mercury Toastmasters here in Berlin. On October 24th, 2019, Francesco gave a presentation about Rome, the Romans, and its history. It's called Aromans, or Aromans, and can be found on YouTube with a link in our show notes. The presentation fascinated me as he describes the success and eventual failure of the Roman Empire. It's all about people and culture. I thought it might be interesting for Francesco to discuss his reflections of the Roman Empire and apply it to his thoughts on capitalism and ownership. But first, let's get to know him and how he relates to InvestaVision. Please, Francesco, tell us about yourself. How should people listening to this podcast envision you and your aspirations as a creative business force? Thank you very much, Stephanie, for the very kind presentation. I work in the so-called startup world here in Berlin, and it's quite interesting because it's, um, I think it's uh, the connection between Berlin and what is happening on the, in the startup scene is actually quite interesting because to be able to put together a, a disruptive idea uh, it's a little bit of a buzzword, disruption and disruptive, but I mean, sometimes it does make sense. You need to be a rebel. You need at a certain point decide that, hey, I don't like that thing in the market. I don't like the way a certain problem is tackled. And you need to say, okay, I think I will find a better solution. And I've always been fasc- vaccinated or va- vaccinated. I've been vaccinated and fascinated by this idea of, hey, you know, let's try to find a different way to tackle a specific problem. And that's where I start from, really, in my um, research as a, as a creative. So I work in that scene, but at the same time, I'm trying to understand if, from the design perspective, uh, there is a possible or maybe a, a hopeful a disruption that uh, needs to be made 
as soon as possible, actually, from my perspective. Because today's um, digital world, so we're talking about product, digital product design. So when you guys open your iPhone or whatever kind of device you use and you click on an icon, some guys had to spend some time to design it. So that's basically, basically what I do. Mm-hmm. And today the design world is hyper-standardized. Um, and some of the ingredients that I think brought us as humans first and then designers to to want to work in this field was to be cre- to be creative, to get an opportunity to be creative. And it's not always possible these days because everything's so stiff and standardized in the product design world. So is there any disruption that that we can bring to the table or is there like any innovation that we we can bring to the table? I think so. And my uh, call as a creative is trying to understand how that disruption look like and hopefully be part of it. So I listened and watched your Awomas speech and found it interesting how you described the successes, the branding, and the consistency of the Roman Empire and its successes. So tell me, do you see inspiration from what you learned from these successes and failures of the Roman in your vision? Did the Romans include a sense of ownership in their achievements? Or was it the lack of broad ownership that caused their downfall? I am very inspired by history in general and as an Italian of course uh, it was kind of inevitable uh, to go to Rome at a certain point and you know have a look around <laughs> I think the many decisions in my life and what actually brought me to be creative was very much about hey you know have a look around like can't you see what is there so wouldn't make sense to spend some time trying to learn more about it uh, so it was very much a, 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 a uh, pushed by the environment, to be honest. Uh, am I inspired by them? Yes, I am, because I I f- still feel, and actually feel, um, that there is so much in history that is showing um, our future. And I think there is so there are so many common things, uh, and I, I very much try to understand how they were like think about romans especially how were they able to to deliver you know this like incredible monument in such a consistent way all across europe and you know part of asia as well and they didn't they couldn't send any email to each other they couldn't send pdfs so how deep and um eradicated it was their you know architectural and visual culture because what you see it's it's a it's a visual language as well um, that allow them to be able to replicate so consistently um, for example um, what today we call monuments back in the days they were called theaters they were like alive people were going there were using them and if you think about the concept of community for example what they were actually building were communities they were building communities all around the empire. Of course, that doesn't sound very democratic because it it actually isn't. (laughs) And they were building those communities. And sometimes I feel that a copy and pasted theater (laughs) a bit by the Romans is not that different from 
a digital platform like Facebook or Instagram, because in the end, they are building communities and they are both building communities to their own advantage. So if we go and we are talking, we want to talk about capitalism as well, well, you got it. Well, they also say that if you want to be a rebel, mm. you have to have tradition. And you also use the expression, um, the consistency, and that they they used all their, their the same strategy wherever mm. they went, mm -hmm. which is also a standardization. It is. Which is also uh, compliant with the digital applications that we see today. So, uh, people make history, and people make the future, and it's... It's no wonder that you can learn so much from history and apply it to your vision. So it's, yeah, it was an excellent presentation you made because it Thank really you. made us all think. And you, you, we witness a lot of people who want to build empires too. <laughs> That's correct. And uh, a lot of the, there's a lot of Roman ruin in uh, France. I was in the south of France mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in September and visited these ruins mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. was also very impressed because they're still standing yeah. and they had this common structure or architecture with the theaters that you yeah. talked about yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're still standing and so yeah the community is there's a certain motivation and mm -hmm. I thought I'd mm -hmm. ask you about that mm -hmm. the yeah. motivation that uh, that is from there the power mindset to to get the community to work in their to everybody's benefit mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah and you know if you think about theaters especially I mean they were like as I think television was in the 80s for example there was you know just an incredible vehicle to to uh, transfer uh, yeah transfer is probably the right word uh, a certain mind, mindset and a certain culture um, so I think yeah yeah there's, uh, there's still so lot to be, you know, to be recognized of ourselves if we look back. But again, it didn't. It's, it failed. Eventually, it failed. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. and and one of the, the my previous podcast mm -hmm. was all mm -hmm. about the ownership, mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. why I keep asking you yeah, about yeah, it yeah. Sure. and how it contributes to success uh -huh. and maybe failure. And uh, you you wonder well. Mm -hmm. Did they just get too uh, complacent mm -hmm. in their uh, values? And so you mentioned five values oh. that they <laughs> consistently. <laughs> yeah, that is and, true. And this is something I didn't prepare you for. Uh -huh, uh -huh. But I was thinking it might be interesting to discuss these five values. If you still have them in your head, I have them written here. And how it might uh, apply to your your design and, and mm -hmm. envision. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the first one is fides or loyalty. Um, yeah. Fidelity. I yeah, guess. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so if we start from that, I think that's the sense of belonging, I guess. But it's interesting when you when you speak about or you think about different communities and about an organization that was actually conquering like other like lands and people, people. Um, sometimes, sometimes sometimes I think about what happened 
between um, Rome and 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 Greece. So when they and a conversation that I mean a topic that is always very often actually um, discussed these days is uh, appropriation appreciation, right? Because at a certain point the Romans just went there and they just took <laughs> pretty much everything they could uh, from their culture and they applied it. Um, and they brought it basically to Italy and, and to Rome especially. So what does it mean uh, to like, just to come back to the value that you were saying, so uh, Fides, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken right now, it's been, it's been a while since this, <laughs> this speech. Uh, I think it was really about what does it mean to belong? And, and it, it is a concept that evolved over time. Because I mean, all those different people were at a certain point part of something bigger, I mean, the empire. And how can you make sure that they feel part of that? That was the, 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 the big challenge for them. So how can we convince them? Or what kind of tricks, to be honest, and community and culture and the theaters were there for that? How can we make sure that these guys feel that sense of belonging? Yeah, entertainment, yeah. staying true. Yeah. to the vision and, yeah. and creating a loyalty. It's, yes. It's really important. Mm -hmm. uh, the second one was pietas, pietas, uh, respect, patriotism, uh -huh, uh -huh. dedication to certain role models. Or yeah, those. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's very much connected to philosophy and Greek philosophy especially. So the idea was to... I don't remember this one, to be honest. No, that's okay. I've no, so what... Okay, can you say that? So it's pietas, what was the... Uh, respect and patriotism. Okay, pietas. respect and patriotism. Uh, okay, this one, I think... Or it's sort of a dedication, I think, uh -huh. for your um, visionary application, dedication to role models. Okay, 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 no, 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 no I remember. Yes, I think that they, the idea was really to... Yeah, I mean, this one, no, this one, I mean, uh, we, we can't keep it, I would say. Uh, because I, I'm sorry, but I actually don't remember. So I'm just yeah, trying I to remember. Yeah, I didn't prepare. I didn't prepare. No, it's fine, it's Fantastic fine. For this. I mean, I was, I was supposed to remember because, I mean, I gave that speech. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember anymore. Uh, anyway, there were these uh, five values, mm. fidelity, fides, pietas. Mm -hmm. Furious, which is goodness or okay. doing, uh, being honest and in good faith. Okay, okay. Gravitas, which was uh, is tradition, uh -huh, and uh -huh. sticking oh. with the classical methods, which and exploring new ones and mm -hmm. innovative ones, and mm -hmm. that's sort of what you're doing too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And majestus is the glorification, and and, oh, wow. and the Romans were very good oh, at, yeah, yeah. at uh, the, the, the glorifying the everything. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah, we yeah. see that in some other cultures today too. Is just yeah, uh, and and this is, I was just curious how you would think these how you would think these values would apply to your vision mm. so maybe we should get to that a part where do you have uh, a certain vision of what you want to achieve um, mm -hmm. disruption you said is which is quite interesting and uh -huh. um and what you think is needed and i thought these values might be a certain investment mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. your of of you and how you uh, what value you put on certain uh, mm -hmm. qualities to mm -hmm. achieve your vision mm -hmm. and so um, okay so how can those values guide me in the 
like in my like um, um, journey towards like my 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 vision. Um, also, also in branding, you, you mm. put a huge value yourself, as yes. I understand it, on the concept of branding. Mm-hmm. And so that might be a, a, a place to focus, uh-huh. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think the what really resonates with me when I think about the connection with the, with, with the past, and in this case, it's not even... Uh, just about the the experience of the Romans or the Roman Empire, but it is even relating to a more recent history, uh, and to to be able to focus what what is my vision actually, and it is connected to the idea of the, of disruption, but in a positive way. Um, if we think, for for example, history of design. And I think it's interesting to speak about this being in Berlin, because in Berlin you go around and there's still Bauhaus all over the place. Because mm-hmm. the 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 root and where certain where certain mindset comes from, it's still very much eradicated in what happened in the thirties really. And what happened really in that in that school in Weimar. And but things changed. And there has been a moment where uh, designers, for example, in Europe, they were having a look at what was happening in the 60s in the, in the US and with pop art, for example. They felt like, we don't buy it anymore. We, okay, it's fine that, you know, we, we love the function. We love the idea that the shape, the form should follow the function. Um, should be an expression of the function. But hey, we want to have some fun. We want to bring irony to the conversation. We want to enjoy. And I feel that right now product design is very much what Bauhaus was. So it is very much the form that uh, follows the function. It is like an expression of the function. But where's the joy? Where is the experimentation? Where is the color? I mean, it's not that it has disappeared completely, but everything has become so standardized and stiff that when I think about some of the, I mean, of the many moments of design history where someone, you know, after maybe, you know, even decades of sameness, where, you know, there was like, oh, that's how we do things, decided, well, maybe there's another way to do things. And that's very, very often connected to irony and the idea of challenging what happened before us but do it with you know sometimes with a very light and uh, mindset and you know just guys let's take it easy it's just design we're not saving lives <laughs> it's just design yeah. and uh, sometimes i fear that the whole mm-hmm. digitalization mm-hmm. movement and mm-hmm. applications takes a lot of the warmth and mm-hmm. Maybe even the fun out of, uh, or the uh, authenticity yeah. out of the art or the mm-hmm. the function, yeah. and yeah. and that's quite a shame. I and mean, we all enjoy our 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 smartphones because they are to a certain extent entertaining, or are they? You know, maybe it's just mm-hmm. a, a mm-hmm. distraction, yeah, and also becoming standardized. Yes. Yeah. 
And so yeah, I mean, it's very hard to find you know to find the difference between your. I'm mean, actually we have the same, <laughs> but it's we have the same eye for myself and Stefan. Uh, but it's very it's very hard sometimes to even feel you know see the difference. They they all look exactly the same. You know that the visual language is so standardized that I mean nobody wants to take a risk from that perspective. Then is is it still possible to to move things forward and to bring some of that. Um, enjoyment back to the conversation. I truly believe it is. So my vision is like, if we think that Bauhaus would be would be called modernism, um, and postmodernism is what say, hey guys, let's have some fun, let's have fire, we're okay with the function, but let's have some fun as well, and let's you know let's rediscuss our uh, like the values that were done in the first place. I think that's what digital design could be now could I'd like to, to, to play my little part to make digital design what postmodernism has been something that applies to what happened before irony and do you have a vision of what that might look like or is it work in progress <laughs> it is very much a work in progress and I've been working on that for quite some time and I'd love to be here saying, uh, yeah, you know, but you, you try, and then you fail, and then you try again, and then you fail, <laughs> but then at a certain point you succeed. I haven't been <laughs> to the success part yet, uh, but I am I'm trying to figure it out. And I'm not alone, which is interesting, because sometimes you, you perceive that the times are changing when the conversation starts to grow. And... Until a few years ago, if you were saying, yeah, you know, guys, I think that all websites look the same. All applications look the same. You were like, I almost lost my job because I said something like this during a speech when I was actually back in Dublin. Back in wow, wow. <laughs> because like it was absolutely unacceptable to say something like this. Yeah. And now the community, the design community is aware of that. And the conversation is growing, it's growing, it's growing. So I think the times have come. I mean, the times are now. So now I have to thank you, Francesco. It's a, it was short, but we'll, we'll do it again. We'll see how, what kind of progress is being made. And I think there's a huge examination of these values that you describe because of the corona, the isolation, mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm, the, mm -hmm. and that we're so immersed in digital communication. Mm -hmm. We can't wait to get out of it. And I even have a theory that we might go veer more and more towards the analog again mm, mm -hmm, um, just mm -hmm. because of that authenticity that it mm. and they say Adele's new record is also on vinyl yeah it's got yeah, it's yeah. got it all and that to me is a, a sign also of design mm. and, and vision it is it is for sure so th thank you very much once again for your time and your insight this was great it's very interesting and I want to tell the audience this concludes the InvestiVision podcast first series. And I'm still contemplating how I will pursue the second series. It could be uh, more interviews, more discussions, maybe even guest speakers or panel discussions. We'll pick a theme. And one of the reasons I really wanted to have Francesco join us today is because we often in our our other life um, have discussions about capitalism and they are not 
we're not so compatible and that we can do next time too because um and this is what my various podcasts have been about and i wanted to say that there are many alternative views to what capitalism means and what it contributes to our growth or steals from us and some experts like jill lapore she's a history professor at harvard also has her own podcast called The Lost Archives, interesting for you, Mm -hmm. refers to a possible new interpretation of capitalism called Muskism, inspired by Elon Musk and his own Investivision. Jill Lepore also wrote the book The Secret History of Wonder Woman. Just imagine the combination of Muskism and Wonder Woman, a kind of mixture of the masculine and the feminine. Now there is food for thought. Imagine Musk becoming one with nature. Now that's a teaser. (laughs) So you can find links to some of these ideas in the show notes, as well as where to find Francesco Pini, besides Mercury Toastmasters in Berlin. Please stay tuned and visit www.invest-a-vision.com and click on the podcast link to express your feedback and ideas. I look forward to your participation next time. And until then, auf Wiedersehen. Goodbye.